Was it birds? It was the greatest magic trick I've ever seen. today yep i wish i could have gotten to work from home i, I it was nice kind of getting over this this cold i felt better today cold? yeah i didn't know you had a cold I, I slept for why am i here if you had a cold i'm fine now yesterday i wouldn't have been fine dude i fucking was up the night before just coughing and it was, it was horrendous I, I, i'm running on two hours of sleep myself so so uh <laughs> welcome to episode four of you, we're already we four made it episodes, four episodes, four in. episodes in. Um, not without some um, recording issues. Uh, so Dana, Dan, Dan, whoa, whoa, whoa. This he's is, a dunderhead. We're a, we're a team. Dunderhead yeah, we're, Dan. We're a team here at the N- Attack Dan, Moves Network. Dunderhead Dan. Um, the audio issues you heard last week, we kind of thought back and forth. It could be a number of things until I discovered that we had it set default to record through the laptop microphone. You're such a doofus. Um, so yeah, it it wasn't a very good move on my part. But thanks to Ralph's. Um, creativity in our mixing program he's able to salvage it somewhat although you couldn't hear justin very well um speaking of justin it's a pretty good segue uh so we talked about last week how justin and his his fast food problems not problems yeah i guess there it's an issue his diet um how he eats it all the time because he works in the city and he has all these food options so we have a friend that is a cop in new york city and he goes, so I, I listened to your podcast earlier today with Justin, and then today I had to go clear out some homeless people near a Taco Bell. And when I look, when I look through the window in Taco Bell, I see fucking Justin <laughs> sitting there eating. And I texted, I sent Justin a screenshot. He goes, it's pretty shameful when someone notices you at Taco Bell by yourself. <laughs> yo, yo, um, girl actually texted me. What did he text you about? So a um, little bit of backstory. Um, Dan, because he's um, incompetent at everything, yes, yes. Um, gave everyone, um, well, basically Randy Fastball um, gave him one task, bachelor party. He said, yes. I'm putting that in your hands. I'll take care of the rest. Because he's the best friend. He's the, he's the best friend of the uh, the wedding. Correct. So Dan, in his best friend, um, you know, uh, delegate duties, had to plan the bachelor party. Dan chose about 32 different dates and 32 different dates yeah for the bachelor party so okay. it's you know some people think it's july some people think it's you know december which is after the wedding <laughs> there's june dates i didn't even know i had to text him about when my bachelor party would be because uh, you know everyone was so confused can you do a post-wedding bachelor party uh, we're gonna have a divorce party i know that much <laughs> I hope so. So, um, anyway, so finally we settled on a date. Um, it's going to be in September before the wedding. Yes. And uh, Justin, who, of course, was invited, um, had a family trip during that time. Yeah, he scheduled a Cowboys game. Cowboys game. So he's not going to make it. And Grohel, being the uh, good dude. He's he a is, gentleman. He's a gentleman. Texted me this. All right, let and me hear the text. I don't, I don't know how to respond to him. All right, well, let's hear the text. Justin, sorry we're reading your private conversation on the air, but let's hear it, and then we'll figure out how to respond to Justin live on the air. Hey, guys, it's Groho. Didn't know that you had my number or not. I fucked up and thought your bachelor's party was like the first weekend in August. Why like does he sound like a Muppet? That's how we're, That's what he sounds oh, like. Oh, you're right. Go ahead. Uh, I thought it was the first weekend in August like it originally said on the Facebook group. I just booked a trip for Carolina for the first Cowboys game of the year for the first weekend of September without realizing... That's my bad, man. I'm sorry. I won't be able to make it. 
if for some reason you guys change the weekend, let me know and I'll definitely make it work. Okay. Now, there's a couple of ways you can handle this. Should you respond, um, oh, it's cool, man, or be like, wow, I can't believe you think football is more important than my wedding? I um, I think you should do that because we can live update the I responses. He, I want him to feel bad. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm really saying. He dropped the ball because of how okay, stupid you so are. So you text him back and say, wow, dot, dot, dot. Wow. I how many dots? Three. Okay. I can't believe that you think that the Cowboys and their mediocre football is more important than my last weekend with my friends okay, to, as a bachelor. Quickly. Maybe you're hearing too slowly. I, you know what? Thus mediocre. Okay. All right. Where are you up to? Wow. I can't believe the Cowboys and this mediocre. Cowboys. <laughs> And this mediocre football football is more important to you is more is more caps. I think more should be. Yes, that's fine to you. Then my last weekend with my friends as a bachelor. Thanks a lot. Then send it and then we will update periodically throughout as we wait for our guest who is in route here now. Our very good friend, who, Justin um, Grohowski. No, not Justin Grohowski. Um, speaking of which, our very good friend Josh Marcella, who someone in this room mitch- missed the bachelor party of for some reason. Kind of ironic, isn't it, Ralph? I don't know what you're talking about. I I know what I'm talking about because you were the only one in the wedding party that was not at the bachelor party. I don't there were people that weren't even invited to the wedding that were at the bachelor party. I I don't think that's true. No, there I was like three or four. Three or four people? Yeah, that weren't at, even invited to the wedding that I'm were there. I'm pretty sure I was at the bachelor party. Uh, not in spirit, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll wait. We'll give you updates on what Justin has to say throughout the show. Um, now, before we go into our reviews from last week's uh, picks, the story that I wanted to mention to you, and I have a couple others, but um, Forbes did a story about the athletes with the most social interaction, the most oh. social media relevant athletes Why? out there. And um, this person, let me tell you a little about him. Over 174 million people have tuned in to watch him play. He makes $66 million annually. He has 160,000 subscribers on his channel, and he gets $3.50 per subscriber. What kind of athlete do you think this person is? And what? who do you think it is? Um... Probably a football player of some sort. This is a gamer named Ninja. An eSport person is listed as the most socially... eSports. eSports no. is not sports. Mm. If you can sit there... What's and his he... name? Ninja. That's creative. Ninja, yeah. Fuck him. He ma- he, this guy makes $6 million annually to, for people to watch him play video games, and he plays Fortnite. Who the fuck... I don't even want to play Fortnite ever, but this guy makes $6 million a year, gets $3.50 per subscriber. I hate Ninja. But... How can they call him an athlete over someone like Lionel Messi? If I wanted to go international, someone well, like who's Tom, Messi? he's a, a kick the ball guy. He does place nets. kicker. Yeah, place kicker. Punter? Sure. No, for soccer. You know. Um, so, wh- but why would they call them an athlete? Because everything's broken. Well, yeah, like why? Why do we have to call people that aren't athletes athletes? I'm sorry, bowlers are not athletes to me. It's a they're compet- more bowler than. Oh, it's that. absolutely. If I can sit there and eat fucking thirty chicken wings and drink eight beers and still be better than everyone else, I am not an athlete. I'm an asshole. More of an athlete than ninja, though. Yeah, anyone is more. Well, I was I was saying eating the wings and drinking the beer, playing video games would make me not an athlete. Oh, but same, oh I thought you were same idea. Eating. But there's like I'm sorry they put, they show chess on ESPN. Chess is not a sport. They show darts, the spelling bee, anything that you spelling bee is. It's not a sport. It's competition. It's less than ninja, though. 
it's it is less than ninja because the the top spellers in the world are usually children and remember, i could i could kick the shit out of any child i'm undefeated <laughs> against MMA children spelling b <laughs> you, to, you can only throw a punch if you, you spell, spell your word right <laughs> but this like irritated me because then there were people defending his athletic prowess on social media how could you say he's not an athlete he's look not at all the athlete. look at all the people that watch him people watch fucking kevin james on tv every week he's an athlete he, he's he's he was a high school wrestling champion wait we're moving our lips right now we're athletes yeah i guess you could say i listen esport yeah esport gamer maybe we can make six million dollars annually we won't being assholes we won't i I can't imagine i kind of want to start playing Fortnite just to meet up with this ninja guy and challenge him to a fist fight he could beat me i'll fight wait wait wait. you're gonna meet him in Fortnite and then beat him in a real i'm gonna challenge him to a real fight i'm gonna challenge him to a real fight why are you playing Fortnite to do that just message him i but i have to find that connection with him i have to become good i it would it be too much if I became so good at Fortnite to meet up with him at some point and then challenge him to an actual fist fight for charity. I think you're. you're yes, I, I think about this. Doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? So wait, wait. You're gonna get really good at Fortnite. Yes. Good enough to up. So okay, let's use real sports. Okay, okay. not esports. Correct. So this is your logic. You're gonna get so good at baseball that you're going to cross paths with Mike Trout. Yes. And then challenge him to a fist fight. And then you get rather than become better than him. Yeah. Yes. Perfect plan. Flawless. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. So that that very much irritated me when I saw that. Just the basis of calling him an athlete. You can still highlight the guy in Forbes and how I mean, in in a lot of ways, make Forbes do Wall Street shit. Yes, they were talking. They were talking about how his social media prowess has made him this millionaire. Just ninja. I'm telling you, we got to team up and do this. I don't know. I don't want to be involved in this. Well, you're going to be. All the $6 million we make is going to go to the lawsuit. <laughs> For what? From Homeward, from Bound, Homeward Bound 3? Homeward Bound 3. That disaster. <laughs> uh, the landlord Landlong. just came in and told us we had to keep it down. Yeah. Um, the we're studio's getting out of control. Squatter's rights. So... Uh, so now that we're done with Ninja, and uh, I'm still irritated by that because I also our guest, our guest Josh was talking about it the other day. I have no problem with Josh doing I this. Josh. I just I just like joking about it, but he's going to start up a, a Twitch streaming channel for when the new um, Call of Duty comes out that he plays with his friend. He's he's canceled, but he's not tell trying to go. He's, tell him to turn around. I don't want him on the show. T- I, I don't. I, I don't. hate Twitch. I hate Switch. <laughs> Switcher. What's Switcher? Isn't that a, a Twitter? <laughs> Twitter. You have a Twitter. I, do, I barely use it. I know you don't. I just you, tweet to Orville Redbacher. <laughs> so what? Okay. Uh, so the ne- the next thing I want to go on to um, is our reviews before Josh gets here. Yeah. Now uh, you reviewed first last week about um, the wrestler. So I'm going to go into the album that you recommended to me, and that was Bruce Springsteen "Blinded by." I thought it was Spice World. No, it was not Spice World. It was Bruce Springsteen "Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey." Yes. Now I have heard this album before, but I had not heard it in a long, long time. Probably not since I was a child, but I had heard songs from it throughout the years. Obviously, it's a Bruce Springsteen fan album. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. and I know a lot of people don't like Bruce just because of his sound, just like people wouldn't have liked the Hold Steady because of that Bruce Springsteen style yeah. of sound, but I, while I'm not a Bruce fanboy, I do like a lot of the Bruce I listen to. Every t- I, I never turn off a Bruce song when it comes on, so listening to this album the whole way through, and I am going to try and kind of 
try and change my grading system because I do think grading the album on a song scale isn't necessarily fair because I have some albums that I think are like fives, but there's one song on it that I don't want to yeah, listen to. Yeah, and, the, and there, there's definitely, and I think I alluded to this last time, there's songs that do drag down the overall Correct. album. So overall, I gave this album a 3.2 out of 5. Okay. Um, it was uh, right around the same spot as the Hold Steady, amazingly enough. So right off the bat, opening with Blinded by the Light, which is now an iconic song that has been covered several times. Most famously uh, by uh, Manfred man correct and they they change one of the lyrics the cut loose like a deuce is um revved loose by yeah yeah, something like that um but it's a it's a classic and it's a great way to open the album because he you know what you're getting yourself into with this album now i don't like i'll be honest i don't like the manford man version I don't like it. I don't like it nearly as much. No. So you like the Bruce version better? Oh, the Bruce version a hundred times better. Yeah. The music. Um, the I feel like fit. Correct the, the sound. And I think what the biggest thing you get with Bruce is the lyrics almost always fit the sound in the song, even if you don't like the song. Um, which the next song, I it's funny. I've heard this song before, and I knew it right away from a movie I saw when I was very young, which was Big Daddy. Uh, growing up, was featured at the very end of Adam Sandler's is Big it? Daddy. Yeah, and that's a cool song, man. The story in the song is really cool, and that's one of the big things with Bruce is you may not like his voice. The music might be too much for you, but he is truly one of the great storytellers in American rock ever. And that was what they were kind of looking for when they pushed him was to be like that Bob Dylan folk kind of well, storyteller. Apparently, he um he like strongly rejected that early on. Um, apparently, the record company printed up these you know the next Dylan posters, and, and he, he didn't like that. He no. ripped them down. He nixed the idea, kind of like the um. El Hombre for Fools, like that kind of thing. Like, it's disrespectful to Dylan. Correct. So the next song, um, it slows down the pace quite a bit. And at first, I didn't like this song, but I thought the last minute really picked it up was Mary, Queen of Arkansas. Um, I like the last minute of it when the acoustic kind of double times and it goes a little bit faster. But overall, that was probably my least favorite song on the album. It's it's his worst song ever, I think. I can't stand... The Angel... Is the other song? Well, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. Uh, the next song is one of the. You gave me two songs to highlight on here. Was the uh, Does this bus stop at Eighty Second Street? Cool song. It, it was. I, I liked it. It sounds good. It, it kicks. It, it keeps you invested from start mm-hmm. to finish. So I like that one. I love Lost in the Flood. I thought when that one picks up, mm-hmm. it's awesome. It, it when they when it really picks up and hits its stride, it's a phenomenal I'm song. I'm surprised that that song isn't more heralded yeah, in like classic rock. Like even Bruce fans, it's. It's like, you know, but it's not like considered one of his like deep tracks. And I don't understand why. I I think it should be because I feel like that's a. It's about a a Vietnam. And it's a radio friendly song. It's a radio friendly song. It's about a Vietnam soldier um, returned to war, but it's not an anti-war song. So like it's kind of it's a very Americana song about, you know, how soldiers are treated. It's very radio subject matter friendly. Correct. Plus, it's just a bitchin song. Yeah, it's it's a don't ever say bitchin again, please. Did I say Um, bitchin? Yes, you did. Shut up. (laughs) Um, The next song, The Angel, which you had just previously mentioned that to me it was as average as the song gets i didn't hate it i didn't love it but the one part that i highlighted was one of the lyrics he says from parts unknown and i was like oh my god this song's about dark oracle sage <laughs> and plenty of other wrestlers the ultimate warrior plenty of wrestlers came from i love um, dark oracle sage we need to get unknown. into that one day yes now the next song was my favorite song on the album was for you I gave this one a four and a half out of five. Um, I thought the song structure was great. I thought the the pacing of it was great. That's another one I can't believe it's not on the radio mm-hmm. because the sound on it, it is a radio song. It's a song that you could jam with your friends to. Awesome song. I also think lyrically that is his best song on the album. Um, I mean, I think the stories overall are good because they go, go in and out of characters. Correct. That one, and there's nothing about it that stands out. I just like the story of like kind of like an unrequited... Um, I can't say the word. Uh, d- 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 when you like someone, they don't like you back. 
Unre- please, you're leaving me out hanging here. I'm doing that on purpose. Uh, Actually, I don't know what you're trying to say. Uh, well, you don't have it. Um, <laughs> so the next song, next two songs, um, we'll go through them quick, was Spirit in the Night, which I gave it three. Mm-hmm. Cool song. The chorus is, it's catchy. Uh, yeah. It's a great, th- this whole album is a great bar album. Like, it should mm-hmm. be playing at a bar with a bunch of people in their mid-30s to late-50s, um, basically our friends and parents. Um, and the last song, I thought this was a great way to close out the album. It's hard to be a saint in the city. There, there's a lot of songs in here that I, I'm surprised they don't get more radio play. The, and the album... It's a great album. It's Even a for great Bruce fucking fan, album. it's kind of an unknown album. Like, and like I said, it's the weakest of his classic period, usually it's considered. It's my favorite. I don't think it's his best album. But, but it's your favorite. It there, is my favorite, but it doesn't even have, like, Bruce has a few cult albums, like Nebraska is correct, that. beloved yeah, by Bruce yeah. fans. It's not even in that pantheon, and I don't yeah, get no, it. Yeah, um, no, but overall, I was very happy to give this a listen. Um, I listened to it a bunch of times through, so I very, very much enjoyed that one. All right, so my album, again, was Bruce Springsteen, Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Um, if you're a Bruce fan, you'll definitely like it. If you're a moderate Bruce fr- fan, I definitely recommend listening to it. As we go on to the movie I gave you last week, let's crack open our uh, cooler beers and continue before our guest gets here. And let's jump into it. What movie did I give you oh, last week? Oh, good. You got the foam. By the way, these beers that are in the cooler have been here since my birthday in January, and they somehow, this cooler is amazing. It has remained cool like cold yeah it's starting to drift a little because yeah, it's been sitting in our studio something's wrong with this beer uh is it skunked it's not or, or is it just budweiser it, <laughs> skunked i think would be too kind it kind of tastes like um mine still tastes pretty it good it tastes like the way a swamp smells well you got to finish it now oh he's chugging it guys at three two one and he is just about done with the beer he has to drive too all right, and he's done with the shitty cooler beer. All right, so what movie did I give you last week, Ralph? All right, I gave him the uh, Christopher Nolan's The Prestige as he digests this disgusting Budweiser, which on its own would make you sick. Oh, my God. And I'm not the professional, right? Okay, so go on. I gave you The Prestige. What were your thoughts on Christopher Nolan's The Prestige? One second. There's one more in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Something's wrong with that beer. That's, that and you just mis- you just chugged it. That was a mistake. Ralph, we may have a first on uh, you watch. I listen. Ralph may throw up. Oh, <laughs> go, go on to the fucking okay. movie. Um, so, the Prestige. Uh, prestige. Um, I enjoyed the Prestige. Um, okay. Oh, that's 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 gonna be rough. You're terrible at this. Uh, listeners enjoy because you're gonna be hearing this for the rest of the show. You listen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um. What movie did you give me again? The, the Prestige. Oh, I didn't watch that one. Shut up. You just said you liked it. <laughs> I like The Prestige. Um, I don't remember exactly how much I went to Nolan last show, but um, there are some things I like about Nolan, and there's things that Nolan does that infuriate Understandable. Me. Usually the biggest one is that they're very long. They're long, and I get that he has very intricate plots. Yes. But they get overly complex and I think he can actually simplify his movies without taking away from the By plot. The counterpoint as a Nolan fanboy is that's what, what I enjoy. I like seeing all those, the weaving in and out and how it all comes well, together. that's the thing. I think there's too many needless details sometimes and I can't really think of any for this movie but I do know that... If something are, wasn't clicking 100%. Yeah, yeah like I've, there are a few scenes where I'm like why are they putting it in? It's probably going to come back later and, and it didn't. It may mildly, you know... For instance, um, the issue um, uh, Christian Bale had with his wife. Okay. And I understand why it was put into the movie. Um, by the way, there's going to be spoilers. Yes, of course. About it's a fucking so. 12-year-old movie. Yeah. You should expect spoilers, stupid. Um, like, 
the problems with their marriage, while I do understand that highlight the eventual reveal that there's two of them. Correct. I think a lot of their arguments either weren't expanded on enough or... So you're saying it should have been more intricate. It either should have been more intricate or well, they didn't need to go... Like, for instance, her hanging herself... I had no emotional reaction to that. Yeah, and she was good. The actress was, was really good. She was good. I just... There were scenes with her that I feel like didn't go anywhere. I think maybe having seen it so many times... I don't remember the first... How I felt the first time I saw it. I remember mm. liking it because the reveal at the end. But I think, like... I just watched it again the other night because I wanted to be fresh to talk about it. Is the fact that I know now exactly what's happening mm -hmm. is that he was so emotionally disconnected because half the time it wasn't, wasn't him, him there. And the person that she was with... Um, was in love with Scarlett Johansson's character. Yes, I totally... So I, I think, you know, and the fact that she was saying there can't be all these secrets and his biggest thing was a magician doesn't give up his tricks. Exactly. So um, that was... Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, that was my big... Like, little things like that. And that's one example... So you thought there was too much of some things and not enough of other exactly, things. Exactly. And okay. it seems like it was just to the point to kind of confuse the viewer okay which i understand for a movie like this especially one that is built on um secrets and Correct. confusion and kind of sleight of hand i understand that and i think part of it was by design but it's such a common issue with all of nolan's movies that it's just a running theme yeah um, of course there's it, it, all his movies have that thing where first off they kind of give you the ending at the mm. beginning and I, I, yeah. for me it's not like when you you see the sixth sense once and it's kind of spoiled anytime you watch it exactly. after that but I mean although I still enjoy it his movies don't have that issue for me as much because I love watching the way he weaves it I think visually his cinematography is second to none like, and oh, his score is always second let to me, none let me put it this way Memento is probably my favorite Nolan movie okay and Memento has just the perfect amount of confusion and twists and little things in there other than the big reveal at of the course. end of course so i do think it's not laziness i don't think it's anything like that i just think sometimes it gets a little too bloated a little too overdone that Cr being, christian bale was fucking great christian, christian bale is always so great. i did find christian bale's character much 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 more interesting than hugh jackman's character. yeah hugh jackman just came off um, as very jealous vindictive and well, they, obsessed they, which is his they character both did. they both had this rivalry they both had this trying to one-up each other to to the point it became obsession the, the, what, what i what i took it as in um i i will always give professional wrestling comparisons mm -hmm. but you have your guys that are the in-ring specialists that can put on the greatest match in the world in the ring but when it comes to the the showmanship mm -hmm. and the the cutting the promos and the grand entrances they're not as good with it hugh jackman's character was about the presentation and he was clean cut and he was well spoken he was while christian showman. bale was the uh perfectionist he was the tech the technician if you would um, if I compare it to wrestling, he was Bret Hart and Hugh Jackman tried being Shawn Michaels. And actually, it's my favorite line in the movie is when Michael Caine goes to Hugh Jackman. He's a wonderful magician. He's a dreadful um, showman. Exactly. exactly. When he first shows that trick where he goes in the... And they don't even show you what the trick is fully where it's just the ball and the crowd is just kind of silent. When yeah. They, the and ball, you know what he's doing, but you don't see it. Correct. Now, um, I, know, I, I know that you told me that you said that you kind of saw the ending coming. So, and maybe... I don't know if I should hold this against the movie, though. With Nolan's movies, you know there's a twist coming. Correct, or always. Not even a twist, but just... A reveal. Not, oh, there's yeah, always a reveal. There's a reveal. So I was looking for that reveal. Correct. And that might have taken a little of that. About halfway through the movie, 
I wouldn't say I got the exact ending, but I pretty much figured. But I think even with that, if you knew, I think the way they delivered it and the ultimate outcome mm-hmm. made the fact that if you knew, not as um, it didn't take away from it. Really. Exactly. Um, I do think when you do see it, if you didn't see it coming, it would be a huge holy shit moment. Yeah, I know when I saw it, I mean, I was all 16, 17 years yeah. old, but I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I told you this too. Um, I compare it to the usual sus- suspects. Correct. The whole movie is not what it, um, appears to appears be. to be, and it's the like last, a magic trick, ironically. Like, well, I was reading about the movie afterward yeah. that they the movie was framed the way the three steps of a magic trick are. Yep. And the last act of the movie is the prestige of the movie. Yeah. So I think that's I think that was really cool. Clearly, great thought was put into it, and maybe if I rewatch it, that will become more apparent because I wasn't looking for that. But I did know. I had a rough idea what the the um the twist would be that there were more than yeah. one that he was going to frame his rival for murder his ultimate I, I thought it was cool how they showed because obviously it could have been ruined very easily when the scene when his hand got shot when mm-hmm. he lost the fingers and they showed that they actually cut his brother's fingers off exactly so like when they were trying to say like they wear the gloves because it, they had to do it eventually I think what would have been what would have been cooler and I this is my biggest issue is that. He spoon fed the ending a little bit to the audience. Okay, where he's a huge action character is dying, um, and he's going like, "How did you do it?" Or yeah, like, yeah. And I think they could have breezed through that just through um, flashbacks and him. You know, it could have wrapped it up a lot quicker. Yeah, and I yeah. think that took a little That's bit of magic. That's I think fair. leave. Explain eighty percent of it to the audience and let them figure out the yeah. other twenty percent. I their think own. that's I and you could watch the the craftsmanship and the evolution mm-hmm. of um, Christopher Nolan's filmmaking because he specifically did not do that in Inception. And some people <laughs> they were bothered by that in Inception. I, and I think that what's made it great. The, the you decide and I mean there's plenty of theories in the ending of Inception, but I think that shows where it was a similar kind of story where there are these multiple layers and things going mm-hmm. into it, and every character's reaction is different. The thing that I was happy about specifically with Michael Caine's character that he was angry with Hugh Jackman I, at the end. That was a cool I thought twist. that they, his character had the most conviction. That actually I thought was a bigger reveal than the actual prestige it, reveal. Now, my, my favorite scene in Ordeal in the movie is when Hugh Jackman has his double that look that it's him playing his double. That also, I liked how they sent Christian Bale and Christian Bale straight up told him I have a double but the double had all the power over me and then the double like kind of picks up oh okay I'm a fucking drunk of course I, I'm going to be unpredictable and then you watch that mm-hmm. unfold and his leg gets shattered. I actually, I like that subplot. And once you get to the prestige reveal, it, it, it more, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I did not like, and it's the one casting decision in the movie I didn't like that Hugh Jackman played his own double. Yeah, I thought I, it would have been better if the double looked very close to him, but wasn't. You could have done it with makeup well enough. I mean, now they would have been able to just ham it up with CGI with the stuff they could yeah, do. Yeah, but like make him make it realistic that it looks very similar to him, because but they, not exactly. They took Hugh like Jackman him. and made it look like, like Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman, but not exactly like Hugh Jackman. Exactly. It was, and I kept, I kept going. Did they really find? Because I, it almost it disappointed me a little bit. I'm like, did they find someone that looked really like him and they CGI'd it? Correct. So and, like, and when I found out that it was him playing both roles, that that annoyed and me. The whole bit. thing with um, how Hugh Jackman's character so badly wanted the the applause, he mm-hmm. resented that it wasn't him. And Christian Bale, he's like, I don't really care because it was so easy for them to switch who it was and each night. I also did like how. Um, uh, the parallel, and I know in the book this actually was because I was reading about the book. Correct, it was um, expanded on greater. Was the rivalry between Tesla and uh, Edison? Yeah, and I that was actually I noted and that that was one of my favorite parts is that they they didn't dive too much I, into it. 
But I would like a, to see a little bit more of it, but it was cool. It was well because that people don't realize in a lot of cases how big of a rivalry the Tesla oh, and Edison yeah. was, and how important it was to um, world history in a lot of ways, and how Tesla doesn't get the due credit he deserves, and Edison gets way too much Why? credit. I was um, I used to listen to Art Bell. Do you know who Art yes, Bell? Yes, I know yeah. Art Bell. And Art Bell had a guy who was like a Tesla historian mm-hmm. or something. And he said that he had proof. And granted, he never gave the proof because why would Art Bell ever back up anything anyone says? But um, that Tesla used to be able to pull energy out of one square inch of air, yeah. enough energy he was to brilliant. power city for a year. Which, if that was true, and let's be honest, Tesla was a genius. And I know this of movie course, makes it... 99.99% chance that never happened. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's it's hard to say. That's all stuff that's up for debate. Because I know some people, one of my friends, specifically Pat, um, is a Tesla fanboy, mm-hmm. and he resents whenever he hears Edison getting all the credit. Well, yeah, Edison was a douche. Yeah, he was a douche, and he had more resources to bury Tesla, yeah. and to this day, Tesla gets buried. Tesla, the only thing he has going for him is a car. a car. But uh, um, I did like the, um, the, Tesla, um, the Tesla role in the movie. I do think it made the movie grounded in realism, which Correct. I thought was pretty cool. It, it was another rivalry on top of the main exactly. rivalry. Um, I think David Bowie was great, but the one thing is... Not memorable. It wasn't memorable. It was, oh, cool, what, it's David When you're Bowie. watching it, you're like, oh, he's doing a pretty good Tesla, but it wasn't like when you saw, not that I love the movie, but Daniel Day-Lewis playing Lincoln, you were like, holy shit, it, he's it, Lincoln. It looked like Bowie playing Tesla, Correct. but he wasn't putting the Bowie... Um, showmanship. Yeah, the, again, the showmanship, yeah. the, the over um, the top, and I thought um Andy uh what's his Andy Circus. I thought he was actually oh he was great as the assistant. And it's so funny when you see him in things where he's not all CGI'd and makeup up. You know, I was like, I he's know a good him. actor. I was like, I know him. I know him. Who is that? And I was like, I know it's, I've it's, seen it's, him. It's Gollum. It's Gollum. Yeah. So on a um a grading on the scale of one to five, what do you give um, the prestige? Well, to follow my pattern, I should give it an NFL franchise or a wrestler. But that was only for the wrestler. So I was trying to think of a magician to uh, rate it no, as. I don't know any. I know That's Houdini. The thing. I know Pendula, Teller, yeah, and, and, um, and the Mask Magician. And the Mask Magician. <laughs> um, um, so keep... I'm going to do my um, my favorite magic trick. Oh my God. I, who the fuck has a favorite <laughs> magic trick? No one. Uh, Just give me a, a 3.5 uh, out of 5, which is a good good rating. Just give me an NFL three franchise. Point, uh, 3.75 magic hats out of 5. What do you mean magic hats? Well, I can't. It has to be connected to magic. Can, can you just give me an NFL team for comparison? Like, is it like the Eagles who never won it until the, recently? The Stangles when they uh, okay. merged the two teams We're not, together. I'm not going with magic three, tricks. 3.75 out it, of 5. Is it something you would recommend to people I'd that reckon, are Nolan fans? I'd re- if you're a Nolan fan, it's much must uh, watch. For me, I think my favorite Nolan movie, it, I, it's so hard for me because I love sci-fi, so I love mm-hmm. Interstellar, but I understand it's very long. I, I still thought, haven't seen Interstellar. I thought Dunkirk but, was brilliant. Um, Inception is always one of those ones I watch and I fucking love it. I love there's not a Nolan movie even his first movie which is in black and white and a lot of people haven't seen it called Following is incredible. It's it's very dark and it's mm-hmm. haunting. But I, for me it's probably in my top 3 of Nolan movies the it, prestige. It still doesn't um uh, and Bob upset. still has my copy of it. On it doesn't Blu-ray. upset uh, Memento, though. Me- Memento, Memento is—it's is, Memento might be a perfect movie. Memento for me. is very close to one of my favorite movies. Um, and it really, the things that Nolan is weak for aren't too um, too prevalent in it. Correct. Um, Correct. The pause of this movie, which I'll say, is um, Christian Bale gives 
maybe one of the best, if not the best, performance I've seen him do. Um, it's to be hard. The Fighter, which he won an Oscar for, and The Machinist are probably my two favorites. Machinist, yeah. Machinist is a rough watch, but he's this, great. In this it. is definitely one of his better ones. Um, beautifully shot, and it's, it doesn't. Even though you said it's long, it doesn't drag at any point. It doesn't drag. The pacing, though, it's a little, it's off. a little uneven. The and, middle, and act, that's part of where his interest, um, being intrinsicate with his yeah. storytelling that he's got the middle with. act, which is where you know she hangs herself. That Correct. kind of part that drags. Yeah, it so. doesn't because again, it doesn't feel important. But um, the reveal is great. Um, and I didn't like that they spoon-fed the ending. Okay, but um, overall you enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. I recommend it. Okay, awesome. So I'm glad you liked it, and we're going to take a quick break because our guests just arrived, so hang tight, guys. So what time did you go into work today? Uh, today I went into work around... Um, about 11 o'clock I got there. Okay, so 11 to 7 is not too bad. And Ralph broke his seat because he's a fucking fat slob who is running a marathon on oh, Sunday. Oh, we have to talk about the marathon. <laughs> oh, my God. So now that we're here, um, we finished up our reviews for the week. We have our guest, uh, Josh Marcella. Josh, what's going on, man? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a bit. I feel like it's probably been since your birthday. Oh, that was uh, a great uh, night in, in right in, here like... in the Attack Move studio where I was actually just watching that video the other day of when you just had me rambling yep. and I spilt the water all over Ralph multiple times as Ralph tries to replace the chair that his fat ass just broke fucked. <laughs> uh so so what's going on man how is the range go so just for a little background um josh and his family just opened up um a gun range in um secaucus long shot uh rifle and pistol or pistol and rifle pistol and rifle, pistol and either rifle. Either way. um either way either way's fine um so how uh, how long has it been since you opened about two and a half three months uh yeah we opened on uh, january 29th all right it was pretty close five months whatever tomato <laughs> tomato um and how's business going pretty i've good. heard nothing but good things a social media chat on it's phenomenal yeah we've um you know we we're getting really good reviews um you know it's a it's a work in progress we're learning as we go along but uh you know the gist of what we're trying to do uh we've got pretty down pat you know we're just starting to really um dig into what our services are going to be we're starting to offer uh classes safety classes. oh nice like that's perfect aid classes stuff like that um you know, and, uh, you know, we obviously, we have uh, gun sales uh, as well as gun rentals. Um, you know, basically anything you would expect from a gun range in New Jersey, you know, we're... Uh, and how many, like, where's your, your competition in theory? Like, um, well, you know, it's hard, it, it's kind of hard to, to put it into layman's terms uh, that way. I mean, we have, uh, as far as some of the other uh, gun ranges in the state, you got uh, Gun for Hire, you have... Uh, yeah, I know RDSP, Gun for Hire. Um... What would you say differentiates your range from local competitors? Is there any big difference between them and what you offer in-house? Um, well, there's a lot of stuff that um, all the ranges offer that's similar. Uh, it really is a matter of personal preference. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, every gun range that you go to, the biggest uh, thing that they have going there is, uh, you know, is safety. And yeah, that's our biggest thing. Yeah, as um, it should be. You know, uh, so I don't want to say anything bad about anybody else because I think everybody around does no, a great I, job. I just don't know if like, because, you know, obviously when you come to businesses, everyone has something that differentiates whether you offer a different service, whether you offer uh, food on the spot, things like that. There's always some kind of big difference. Uh, well, you know, uh, we do have a we do have a, a full service deli that See, we're going to be opening up in a couple of months. That's awesome. And um, what, what's it going to do? Like what's, heroes and yeah, heroes, uh, fried foods. See, that's that's a huge because does anyone else have that necessarily around here? 
Uh, no, a couple of the places have like a lounge, you know, where you, where you can, can bring your own food yeah. or whatever. I, I feel like that's big because that brings it more of like a camaraderie atmosphere where you could have like events there. You can, you know, be yeah. more of a family thing mm-hmm. where the places that don't have that, I've noticed. You got to plan around your yeah. meal as you're doing it. So yeah. that to me is awesome. And I think as good as business is going, I think business will do even better once something like that opens up. So you're having a lot of fun there. I mean, you went from Best Buy to Sears. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, Sears. Rest Are you happy to be at a Sears? Uh, yes, I'm very happy. <laughs> the be best investment <laughs> that you had in the entire time with Sears is getting a, Josh got for um, our friend uh, Greg. Um, one of the wacky, waving, inflatable arm man tube dudes. That one you of see my at- favorite things that you have ever done. <laughs> he texted me and tells me, I got one. I'm like, what do you mean you got one? He goes, there was one in the back warehouse at Sears. And it was what, Christmas when you brought it? Was it Christmas? It was Christmas. Yeah, it was yeah. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, it was Christmas. And we set it up without telling Greg. And we're outside, like, and it's fucking like 30 degrees outside. It's kind of like rainy and windy. And then Greg looks out and he just sees this fucking 50 foot thing <laughs> just going great. And it's loud as fuck. And that to me is probably the best thing that came out of your employment. I was a little. I agree. At that point, I was several beers deep, and, and I had and this a moment, cigarette in your mouth. Deep. <laughs> you ate a cigarette, you jackass. Um, I, there was this moment where I go, "Is this really happening?" Like. E- it was that part of the night where you're not sure, are you imagining this, or is it something that's really happening, like a fake memory, or... And then I found the real, you know, the next day that he really committed. <laughs> you thought it was a dream. I thought it was a dream. <laughs> and you were there, Annie M. <laughs> Funny Check. story about the, uh, about the tube man, actually. I got a text from Greg not too long ago. Um... Early Was it a dick uh, pic? Late, no, late, <laughs> not this time. Not this time. <laughs> late last week, Greg texts me, and, uh, he says, uh... Hey, I'm really lucky that you got me that uh, that tube man. I'm like, oh, did Greg have a party that he didn't tell me about? And the next text back was, my water heater went, and I needed the fan from the tube man to dry out my house. Yeah, I remember him told me about that. That fan came in handy this time. I that like, is the most great use of a decoration I've ever <laughs> So I'm glad to hear the range is going well. Um, so again, if you want to plug it really quick and tell everyone where it is, if anyone listening wants to go. Absolutely. It's a long shot pistol and rifle in Secaucus, New Jersey. Uh, we're located at 375 County Avenue uh, in Secaucus, zip code 07094. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram. We have a website. You know, just Google us and you'll find us. Yeah. And if you go ask for Josh or Nick, I guess his brother, um, they'd be able to help you out. Tell them that you heard the show and uh, they'll hook you up. You know, and like you've been putting so much into you've this been for so ass, long, man. and we're and assholes because like, we still haven't come, it's, come and visited. It's great to see sucks. that it's you know it's come together, and not only that, you know. I'm happy. I'm happy for your dad too. I'm sure your dad is fucking. He busted his ass into this emotionally, financially. Yep. So your dad must be thrilled with how it's going. Yeah, he's really he's really pleased with it. Um, Having known the Marcellas for the better part of my life since I was like nine years old, it's uh, it's really. I'm very happy for your dad and the whole family. It's really you. cool to see, man, and I'm happy that you're finally in a place where you actually are enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, man. You know, I said to Greg the other day we went to a concert together. He was asking me how it's going, and I said, you know, the biggest thing for me is uh is that I'm after years of trying to find happiness and work retail middling I, I finally found it yeah that's awesome man and that's, that's all you can do that's what it's all about unlike uh, some schlubs in this room who hate themselves sometimes because of work yes I'm looking at both of us so. <laughs> are you looking at both of us <laughs> you know what I mean I wear glasses so. <laughs> oh that clears that up so um, really quick I want to follow up on something we were talking about before Josh got here and that was um, Justin Grohowski. Um so Justin got a little confused with uh, the dates for, jo- um, for Ralph's bachelor party and he um, planned a trip to the opening Cowboys game so now he can't come and and he sent him a whole. He asked me for Ralph's number and like apologize or whatever. So we decided we're gonna mess with uh, Justin a little bit. And he said something like, uh, 
oh wow, football's more important than my bachelor party. Go I'll on. Just, I'll just read This it. is Justin's reply. Hey, Ralph, it's Grohow. <laughs> Didn't know if you had my number or not. I fucked up and thought your bachelor's party was the first weekend in August like it originally said on Facebook group. On Facebook group. Okay. <laughs> and I just booked a trip to Carolina for the first Cowboys game of the year for the first weekend in September without realizing. <laughs> Sorry, not going to make it. And I texted him back. Wow, I can't believe the Cowboys and this mediocre football is more important than you and my last weekend with my friends. Disappointed. And, okay. I wrote it like a Trump tweet. <laughs> Sad. You're Justin is spot on. Yeah, that, he sounds like a Muppet. So his response, which is the update. I'm so sorry, lol. <laughs> he did thought you were serious. He said, I'm so sorry, lol. I know. I still feel bad, lol. I missed out on Josh's too because of work. <laughs> and what did you say? Fuck you. <laughs> did you say fuck you? <laughs> Why are you the Muppet voice too? <laughs> well, you know. Okay, uh, so you said fuck you. And um, he's like, sorry, dude. The date screwed up on me. <laughs> and that's it? And then, you, then, you, then you told him that we're just trying to fuck with him? Nope. I blocked his number. No, you didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> so what, what's ironic about this, and I brought it up also, is that someone in this room missed your bachelor party. That is true. Dan <laughs> wants to apologize. Yeah, well, there's video evidence of me for... revealing the bachelor party, you jackass. No, that was me. That's why when I did, um, I made the banner for this <laughs> this uh, episode, and it'll be on the video, and I showed you. It's you and I at the bachelor party, and Ralph running in the back <laughs> as if he missed it. That running photo has gotten you so much. <laughs> yeah, it has so much use because you look like a jerk off running. Like shit. Yeah, you shit. <laughs> do <laughs> that's gonna be me on sunday the yeah. hopefully ends in a cornea <laughs> <laughs> so all right so um something we do have to follow up on here and this was um this unfolded on um pat larson's facebook uh, so shout out to pat again the second time pat's getting plugged um so he was very upset that um a major west melford new jersey food establishment closed down paul's place I was very upset. I'm a huge fan of Paul's Place. I will eat there as much as possible um, when I don't want to shit my ass. So he, um, Paul's Place is opening back up. And someone sent him the picture of like the coming soon. And, you know, he posted the picture. Everyone's all excited. But someone in this room to the right of me, Mr. Valeka, is banned from Paul's Place or was banned under the previous ownership. And people wanted to hear the story of Paul's place and why Ralph is banned from it. And I even have, haven't heard this one in a while. And instead of giving it away on Facebook for free, I figured why not do some shameless marketing here and say, guess you're going to have to listen to the podcast. So with that, I'm going to kick it to Ralph. Ralph, why were you banned from Paul's place under the original ownership? All right. So um, this, uh, this story took place about, I know how to use the mic. Not really. Yeah. You hold a dick better. Well, you know, <laughs> you don't know how to use the fucking recording. System. Apparently, so, go on. so um, this is back. I believe is either junior or senior year of high school. I was seventeen or eighteen. Okay, and I wow, was, it was that long ago. Yeah, it's still like fresh in my mind. So um, I was golfing with my cousin at um, remember on Glen Wild? Yeah, they yeah, they had, they had the mini golf place. I'd always see CJ. Yeah, well, they actually doing had the a, landscaping. They had a nine hole uh, golf course there, mm -hmm. and you had to pay like four bucks to play it, it yeah was it was it was hell. insane so my cousin lived behind it a couple houses um you know through the uh behind the woods yeah yeah so what we used to do is we figured out that they only monitor the first and last holes of this course <laughs> okay so we would walk through the woods come in on hole two play two through eight for free <laughs> and then take the woods back <laughs> pay to eight bucks for the last two <laughs> okay so um 
we're playing, we're playing, and we suck. We're just we're yeah, annoying the people. We're ripping up the course. We lost all our balls. Like it just sucked. Okay, okay. still haven't so, gotten them back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, hole eight, we finish it up, and we can't go to nine, obviously. Of course. So we have to cut through the woods, and the way back because of the size of the course, it was we had to go basically up and down. Yeah, it's like a poison ivy nightmare. Yeah, and there's like there's like some streams and things. There's and rattlesnakes and there's bears. No, and yeah, there's at least a trail coming in, but there's no trail coming. Correct. Out. So um, we're walking back to his house, and we're walking and we're walking and we're walking. He lives literally like quarter of a mile away from the golf course okay 20 minutes go by we don't know where the fuck we are okay? <laughs> you got lost in the woods of west we melford got, um it was actually it was on the butler side so okay the like, butler side yeah, fair yeah the big uh, yeah. yeah yeah um so we're walking and finally i go i'm like we're fucked <laughs> and um my cousin he's a little older he's like four years older it's than like me. the blair witch i wish he looks, happened. he looks down and he goes i have an idea and i go what's your idea and he goes we're just gonna keep walking straight until we hit a road. Okay, that's that's yeah. logical. That's that makes great. sense. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah, there's only so many roads you can end up so on. So we're walking, we're walking, we're walking. And finally, it comes out on um, the other side of Bloomingdale um, by the main street. Correct. By like the quick check, right? Yeah. Which is, I'm not that's exaggerating, five miles away from that's where he lives. That's a big fucking, I that's don't a know trek. how the fuck we got there. Okay. And we're like, how are we going to get there? And um, he's like, I, I, there's no way we can get there. You know, this is before Uber. And, yeah, of course. You know, Even more no GPSs on your phone. Yeah, so he's like, I have no idea what we're going to do. So we're walking down the street. We're just like, I guess we have to tough it. And he goes, I see, uh, I, I know that guy. I'm like, what? And he points over, and there's this big guy. He has to be 6'2", six, 6'3", six, bald head. He looks like Mr. Queen, okay? <laughs> Not exaggerating. <laughs> wearing a white uh, jumpsuit. So a, with a shady character. Shady as hell. And he's going into one of those um, kind of like contractor uh, vans, you know, oh, God, a rape the, van. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this thing's beat up, and he goes, "That's my buddy." He goes, "Is it?" Hey, Sizzlack. His name was Sizzlack, <laughs> like Mo from The Simpsons. <laughs> I was gonna say, I know that name. I go Sizzlack. He's like, "Yeah, Sizzlack." I'm like, "Okay." Sizzlack is like four or five years older than my cousin okay so this guy has to be nine years older so than he's me. creepy and he's yeah. driving a, a and he's pedophile he's holding these two five gallon you know buckets um he's carrying with them and he opens it up and we walk over to me he's like oh, my cousin. Uh, okay. and he's like hey can you uh give us a ride back to um west Milford? you know uh yeah uh, <clears throat> well we were gonna go back to his house and he's like i'll just take you to west Milford directly okay and i'm like okay that's fine whatever so we get in his car and he's like, I actually have to do a job over there anyway, so, you know, it's perfect. I'm like, okay, great. So we get in. There's only two seats, front and side. Oh, my God. And then God. I'm in the back, which has all his work tools. Yeah, there's nails everywhere yeah. and so, saw blades. So Sizzlack starts driving, all right? And everything's jumbling around. He doesn't nail just, just for reference point, from where he was in Bloomingdale to where you're going to West Melford, it's, like a, it's probably like a 10-minute drive, 10 to 15. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe 20, because we... Ended up at Paul's okay, place. so 20 minutes, yeah. I don't mean to jump too far ahead. So everything's riding around, but those buckets he put, they're just really heavy, and they're sliding around, and I look into one of them. I'm not exaggerating. I Three, four inches, dead mice. Oh! <laughs> I go, Sizzlack, uh, what do you do? He goes, I'm an exterminator! And he just puts them in buckets, right? What is he? Him in is he fucking Charlie from It's Always Sunny? <laughs> And uh, my cousin, like Charlie, like, work. And my cousin, like, he's like, yeah, he's a, he's an exterminator. 
guy can't be licensed, all right? It's no, just... no, he's not. He's Charlie. So <laughs> we're driving, and the bucket of mice are tumbling, and there's mice, and then there's traps, and it, it's just shit. And I'm not sitting, like, I'm not buckled or anything. I'm just sitting there with all this equipment and shit. It could have gone very poorly if you it, had into an accident. Very poorly. <laughs> Ralph died. We found him with two mice in his mouth and one in his asshole. And he's playing this, <laughs> he's playing this weird European techno. Everything sounds like, you know, Eiffel 65, like... Okay. And he's singing along, and he's mumbling. He doesn't know the words. It's just... Yeah, I, I want to cut you off for a second, because... Because I'm assuming all this has something to do with the band from Paul's Place. Because this is a lot of... Um, you talk about Nolan being, Trust you know, me. telling a lot. Trust me. Weaving in and out. Okay, I'm waiting for the Nolan twist. Go so on. we're driving. And Sizzlack goes, hey guys, are you hungry? <laughs> this is what you're looking for. Ah, are you hungry? And then <laughs> he offered you some mice. He's like, I'll, he's like, you guys had a rough day. I'll buy a, I'll buy lunch for you. I'm like, okay. this, this is like, nice. guy. He's a good right, guy. He came off a little shady, but he's offering to buy us a, uh, a local West Melford establishment. So we pull in. Um, we, we passed Paul Place. I'm like, this is a good place. I've been there a few times. You know, it's everyone a leg- likes it. legendary. It's legendary for West Milford. All right. So we pull in. We get out. Sizzlack, by the way, never was wearing gloves. So he was just going to eat his food with his oh, rat shit infested hands. So oh, we go in. That's how plagues start. And we order. <laughs> I get like a hot dog or whatever. I don't, hot I don't dog all the way. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. Uh, you know, my cousin gets whatever his meal. And Sizzlack goes, I'll have a hamburger. Just a regular hamburger? A hamburger. What an asshole. So Sizzlack sucks. We're waiting, and um, me and my cousin got our food. We're sitting there, and Sizzlack's still uh, kind of um, you know, waiting by like the counter. Yeah. And they give him a hamburger. He walks back to our desk, our uh, seat, and he goes, there's cheese on it. Oh, my oh, no. God. He had... He, is it, he asked for a hamburger. I see the man's point. So Sizzlack goes back up. He's like, ask for a hamburger. And they go... Can you just take the cheese off of it? I don't know why they're giving the, all this fucking attitude. Just make the man. Yeah, just they make the hamburger. You fucked up. It's like it goes, I order a hamburger. I want a hamburger. And they're like, we'll just charge you for the hamburger. Like, just eat the, the fucking cheese. Yeah. And Sizzlack's like, Ugh. and they're arguing. They start shouting. And Sizzlack's getting angry. And he literally backhands a hamburger. goes flying against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy behind the um, the desk. Paul. It, uh, it might have been Paul. I honestly don't know what Paul looks okay. like. But. Uh, I guess his manager, owner, whatever, is like, get get out, get out. We're not dealing with this. Get out, get out. And you're just sitting there like, oh my I'm god, I'm thing. not with him. I'm not. So Sizzlack storming out. The burger's just sliding down the wall. <laughs> like, like the, the pickle the race cheese, in Billy Madison. By the way, the cheese is now ironically not on the burger anymore. <laughs> That's so. all he had to do from the beginning. So, so me and my cousin get up to go with Sizzlack, and he goes, no. Very calmly goes, you two enjoy your meal. You had a rough day. He keeps going back to how rough of a day. Okay. We had. So so we're like, okay, where are you gonna? You're gonna wait in the. You're gonna wait the in van? the car. So he walks out. The mice fan. 45 seconds later, the door kicks open. Sizzlack has the five-gallon bucket and starts pouring the dead mice all <laughs> over the fucking floor at Paul's place. And he's going, this is what you get. What you get. <laughs> he poured he's, dead mice. Dead mice. How did they not get shut down? And Paul's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's screaming. And Sizzlack's yelling at him. There's mice flying around. The guests are getting up and leaving. And you're trying to And eat he's your- like, I'm calling the police. I am calling the police. And he's to call the police. What are they going to do? And we're like, they can do a lot of things. Sis, like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, like this. We, you're, you're literally contaminating an entire restaurant. So he throws down the restaurant. <laughs> There's just mice on the ground. No one seems really startled by it. They're more just angry at Sizzlack. We're walking. I walk. I swear. I hear just crunching under me, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god. How many? Mi- they had to be at least. 80. It was a ha- three inches in the bucket worth. Oh, not enough. them all. He threw the bucket too, so and some of them all. were like bloodied up and missing oh, tails. Just, yeah, and, and 
Oh, so, getting, yeah, yeah. so how? So then, then what so, happened? So, so we're getting the. Um, you must have been sitting there in shock. Your appetite's gone at this I, point. I, I don't know what to do. Sizzlack is clearly. I would have finished my hot dog. Person. Yeah. Did you ever get to finish the hot dog? though? because you know that's an important point here. I, knowing me, yes. I honestly, <laughs> it wasn't the most. He turned it into a pocket dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog count. Yeah. So I, I, I don't remember to be honest. Okay. I want to say yes. I would be just in shock at that point. Like yeah. I'd be sitting there like. Uh, <laughs> so we're walking out, and Sis like goes, "All I wanted was a hamburger," and he he walks and out. Fucked it so up, Paul, or what? The manager? I don't know if it was Paul. Management. He walks out, and he's writing down Sizzlack's um license plate. License plate. He goes, "The three of you, never again. You're gone. You're gone." And my cousin's like, "Well, we did." I'm like, "Just, just get fucking out." Sis, we get back in the <laughs> like, van. We just got a ride. Sizzlack <laughs> starts driving around, puts back on fucking you know Eiffel sixty five. <laughs> he goes. Never again at that place. <laughs> like, he's, no shit. He's like, let's get your home, boys. Because no reaction. This obviously is a Not, common occurrence. It wasn't his first word. And what, what's funny about that is I know, you, I know you've had Paul's place since then, but every time it was like us bringing you the food. I was very nervous of going again. I do know, because that was the one and only time I've ever seen Sizzlack, okay? I haven't actually... You've, I, you've ever seen him before my, or since? My cousin moved away. Um, he moved um, out of state a few years after that, so like... He can't. My only connection to Sizzlack is gone. So, um, well, Paul's I, place is still around. I do know that Sizzlack <laughs> did get a. Uh, well, you know what? He could have shut Paul's you know, place down. I really wish that, like, it, you know what? Probably in today's world, if that happened, it would have been all over social media. Oh, but, oh and yeah, back absolutely. then, like, people would have been like, we were just at Paul's place, and some crazy person it wanted a hamburger, viral. and now there's mice everywhere. Um, like, he could, you could have got. I'm surprised you didn't get pulled over on the way out because that's crazy. Maybe he did after he dropped you I off. I do know that he did um, <laughs> get questioned by. I don't know what the end. Like, what are they really going to do? Like, I don't know how serious the ban was, but this isn't a... They didn't take your pictures Hey, I'm drunk, I'm, you know, causing a ruckus. This is, you know, health code violations by... Wow, Mr. Clean look like. Well, I guess we're gonna have to test this out now. Once the the new ownership, I want to try it. It again. opens up again on Tuesday, I believe. Oh, that's soon. So maybe next weekend we can go and do this. Um, so thank you and uh, everyone that wanted to hear that. Pat, um, Renee, Aaron, whoever was on, there. was on there. Bryce was on there. Uh, sorry, I forgot about you, Bryce. Um, yeah, you guys can enjoy this story, and I'll let you know what the minute marker is at. I guess because I can't expect them to listen I'll, to you know forty what, minutes get, before I'll, they get I'll to cut this. It. I'll cut it and I'll release it on Wednesday. That's fair. So they. They can they either get it on Monday by listening to the whole podcast or Wednesday. That's uh, I I'm I really want Paul's place now. <laughs> um, right. I've been wanting it for so, ten years. So now that um, we're here um, and we finished up the mice Paul's place story, let's go into our picks for this week before we dive into some miscellaneous subjects. Giants plus seven. What wins? I'll take the Where other. Where they pay, play for pay. <laughs> Where they play for pay. Okay. Um, so. I'm going to give you my movie first. You gave me your album first yeah. last week. So um, the first week I gave you like a loose comedy, dramedy kind of thing. The next week I gave you a drama. This past week I gave you like a suspense thriller. And I think it's time, we're kind of a comedy show, to give you a comedy. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you what is my, probably my favorite comedy besides The Jerk. And it's one I know you haven't seen and I know you haven't seen. Um, do you have an idea of what I'm going to say? I, was I, gonna, I actually was going to say The Jerk, but I've seen The Jerk. No, I know. I don't think you know what I'm going to say either, Josh. Um, this is a movie not many people have seen, so for anyone listening, I highly recommend you watch this because this is truly one of the funniest movies, and I just watched it again the other day because it makes me laugh every time, and it's called Windy City Heat. Oh! Windy City Heat. So let me explain this movie a little bit for anyone. So this is um, from a bunch of guys that are part. They were loosely part of Jimmy Kimmel's crew about this guy named Perry Carvello. 
Caravello, excuse me. And they convinced this guy for years that he was going to become like a movie star. That he was. They made all these fake TV shows that he was a part of. And they convinced him that he was going to be the star of a movie called The Windy City Heat. So this entire thing is filmed almost like in a Borat style where there's cameras set up and he thinks that it's all real. And the promise... Oh, he's not in on it? No. To this day, this movie was filmed in 2003. To this day, he thinks Windy City Heat was a real movie. And the movie that they're filming that he's in is called Windy City Heat where he plays a sports PI who has to find um, Ernie Banks' stolen pants and (laughs) Ernie Banks has a cameo in it and William the Refrigerator Perry's fridge. But the whole time, this guy is such a nitwit and to this day, this troll is going on where they fuck with him um, that there's characters in the movie that have the names like Roman Polanski played by Dane Cook. (laughs) There's a woman named Ansel Adams. There's Susan B. Anthony. The the, the money man of the movie is a Japanese man named Hiroshima Nagasaki and he doesn't get any of this and the whole movie is them messing with him and it's um, Bobcat Goldwith is the director of the movie and he's sitting there the whole movie he has a megaphone and he's talking into it when they're not even filming and like when the movie they're about to start filming he goes instead of saying action he goes and act and um don barris plays one of the guys that's messing with him there's another guy that's always in character named mole um it, i'm not kidding you every time i see this movie and i've made a few of my friends watch this and they never heard of it before either and they fucking died laughing it was a comedy you have been, central you movie. Have been talking this movie up for a while it, i'm not kidding you it's it, especially if you like like that borat style where it's it's kind of it's like almost like a mockumentary where it's real and this guy they still do a podcast where they mess with this guy and they mess with him on twitter like he's so dumb that he thinks that his twitter account when he looks at his feed everyone that things people are tweeting is about him and they've made <laughs> they made a fake news account that's accusing him of being gay and these fake news clips where they photoshop like anderson cooper um perry caravello has come out as gay and he's like and he believes it all and he's like i'm gonna send my lawyer at you are you sure he's he, not bobo he's kind of like a bobo a little bit no like he bobo has a much higher level of functioning uh, intelligence <laughs> um so this one dude if you don't think this movie's funny there is something wrong with you at every level it is legitimately one of the funniest movies i've ever seen there's some parts in it that happen that i literally was like belly aching and coughing from laughing at and Josh I think you should watch it too I do have the DVD somewhere because this is a hard one to find if you don't own it mm-hmm. or unless you can find a stream somewhere so I can lend out the DVD I know I have it on a server um, so Windy City Heat is what I'm giving you and if you don't laugh your ass off at this movie I highly recommend you watch it with your fiance with your wife Josh if you're going to watch it because it, I've never met anyone that watches and did not laugh their ass off I'm excited for this one I so, need I need a light one you gave me I never yeah ended. and it's, it's an hour and a half long and the, the, the movie ends with him going to the red carpet premiere of the movie <laughs> and they give an award from the president of show business and he starts crying like this is this is all and like I, you when you see, hear it and you see it, like there's no way this guy's this dumb but then you're like oh my god this guy's this dumb he went on Jimmy Kimmel to hype the movie up and everything Adam Carolla has a cameo in it he the, you'll like this part he comes up they meet Adam Carolla on the set of the movie and he's in like a Roman like a soldier <laughs> uniform with a dog he goes I'm in a Roman gladiator buddy cop dog movie <laughs> like <laughs> So and the guy never questions it. No, oh, he, it's good. it's it's fantastic. He's completely oblivious to everything, and there's so many little things that you'll pick up on it. Them messing with him about. So windy city heat for Ralph for Josh. If you could watch it for anyone listening, it's the funniest damn movie you'll see. And with Ralph, what album are you giving me? Okay, so um, I know we talked a little bit um, about potential albums. Okay, and I'm gonna be honest, you're not getting either of those bands. Um, okay, I decided to go a little bit different because I've been giving you you know rock albums. Yeah, fair. I'm giving you. The Bravest Man in the Universe. The Bravest Man in the Universe. By Bobby Womack. 
Bobby Womack. Okay. Uh, do you know anything about Bobby Womack? I'm not familiar. So he's actually um, a legend in the soul funk that world um big influence on motown he actually was sam cook's um okay. primary guitar okay. player and then after sam cook died had this great career of his own um i guarantee you've heard bobby womack i'm sure songs. i have the name you, does sound familiar but i'm not thinking anything you probably don't know that it's bobby womack um so what, what what kind of album is this it's, it's like you said soul so he's a soul funk that genre and a lot of his earlier stuff you know 70s 80s his glory time is just I want to say generic in a bad way, but just typical funk. You know? it's, yeah, and he was a trailblazer in funk. Like, if you're watching a timepiece movie from then, you'd expect to well, hear that he, in the background. He did a lot of um, you know, like black uh black exploitation films like Shaft, that kind of genre. He did a lot of Roots. work. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he did not do the soundtrack to Roots. <laughs> okay, um, but um, your name is Bobby Womack, and he's, he's got an interesting. He he had an interesting life. Um. He had a son who committed suicide. Congrats. He had um, a bunch of you know failed marriages. He actually married Sam Cooke's um, ex. Widow? His widow, yeah. I, that's and, not an ex. That's a widow. Well, There's widow. a big difference. Well, he broke up with her, then he killed himself. Well, Sam, <laughs> Sam Cooke is her ex-husband. Okay, fair. I'm, but no, you're a widow. There's a difference between you. Don't say my ex about your deceased husband. I misspoke, husband. Dan, okay? I okay. misspoke. Sorry, I just wanted to clarify your stupidity. Um, <laughs> but um, so... Those albums are very, you know... And and what, what would you describe this one as? So this album, what happened was he got into deep depression, drug use all through the 70s the and good 80s. good old days. Good old days. Okay. Um, got clean in the 90s, but once he got clean, lost his passion for music. Okay. Did not record. That's a lot of, lot of people. They make they lose their passion or they mm -hmm. just make bad music. Eminem. Um, and he was happy and everything like that, but it wasn't, you know, he, he, he didn't do music. He was retired. Okay. And then out of nowhere in 2012... Oh, it's a recent album. Recent album. He picked up a guitar and said, "I'm going to make an album." And they're okay. like, "But you don't make albums." He's like, "Make an album." Yeah, I've he something in him clicked. So the lead singer from Blur and he did the work from the Gorillas. Um, what's his name? I just looked it up. Uh, Damon Albarn. Okay, actually got wind of this and was apparently I want to produce it. Woman, big produce. He's he plays on a bunch of songs. Okay. Um, he actually has Lana Del Rey on this album. Oh, that's interesting. It's, um, and her song is phenomenal on there. It's oh, Lana I'm Del Rey. I'm excited for this. So this sounds like a little more e experimental. It's a lot of more experimental. A lot more hip hop influence. A lot of gospel. It's um a, lo a lot of his funk and soul influence. Interesting fact: in the middle of recording the album, he got diagnosed with cancer. Oh, was dying during it. And literally, the album was released like a year I, before. This is all coming back. I've heard this now. Yes. I remember, I think I was at Best Buy when this came out. So I remember this one. It was, very, it was a big deal. It's very similar and, to Black Star. Did it get Grammy nominations? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I remember it. Yeah. Big um, big album. It's otherworldly. That's all I can describe That's it. That's cool. He sounds like he's singing from the grave in it. Um, his voice clearly is strained. Um, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. It is. But it, these are songs that apparently he had written and just forgot about it during his like drug oh, years. Oh, so he went back and he, he kind of revised yeah. them and mixed them um, differently. And the Gorillas, um, Albarn, uh, kind of brought them to life, modernized them. So there's a lot of trip hop, a lot of hip hop. I've listened to this album front to back. I only discovered it in January. I probably have listened to it this year 25 times. Wow. Alone. All right. Love the album. So that is Bobby Womack, the bravest man in the universe. Um, his last album before he died, I guess. Yep. Um, so I'm really excited to do that one. Um, now, Josh, I talked to you about this a little bit. I don't know, because you know I see I watch a lot of movies. I told you that if you could think... We gave Justin a movie. He gave us a movie and an album last week. So I don't know if you came up with anything to recommend for me and or Ralph. Um, so... Uh 
I've got an album for you. Okay, that's fair. Um, so it makes it a little easier. Actually. I'm going to give you a. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory because okay. uh, about a week ago, I probably would have never listened to this. Ah, album I know where you're going. Uh, so I told I mentioned earlier in the uh, show that Greg and I went to a concert this week. We went to see uh, Ghost, a band that you have ridiculed Ghost. openly have for a long time. Absolutely trashed this band for. Nothing other than the fact that, like, I saw one of their videos, but I didn't hear the music and that went like, along These with it. Fruits. Yeah, I was like, what a bunch of bozos. <laughs> <laughs> so then I go to the show, uh, and they open up uh, with this song off their new album called Prequel, uh, called Rats. Okay. And it's a really good song. Um, and that made me say... Is the know, next song Paul's Place? No, the next song is not Paul's Place, unfortunately. It's his lack. Uh, so, you know, we, we went, uh, we watched the show, you know, we, we, we watched the whole show. Uh, the next day I made a playlist uh, uh, close to what they played as we, uh, I could. They okay. There were five songs I couldn't put on there. Um, so I'm going to um, recommend to you guys, uh, and let me pull out my phone here really quick so I don't butcher the... Uh, the name of the, the album. Name of the album. Okay. Uh, Are they back to Ghost? Because I know they were Ghost BC for yeah, a while. Yeah, they were Ghost reason. BC, um, and then uh, they dropped the BC. I don't really know the backstory behind it yet. Christ, Christ was born. Touche, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair>. hey, sir. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, you and Greg both said it was a really good show, and I'm sure, like, just looking at them, they're, they're like... I don't need to hear the album right now. <laughs> okay, What's the so, album called? Uh, the album's called uh, Meliora. Me- spell for me? M-E-L-I-O-R-A. Okay, cool. You know, it's a really cool like blend of uh, kind of like a uh, like a like metal like uh, an alternative kind of. Cool. It's not. And it I heard they mixed what, in like other instruments, like uh, some uh, saxophone yeah, and everything. Yeah, some saxophone. There That's was pretty a lot cool. Of keyboard. They busted out a guitar in the middle of the show. Yeah, I saw. I saw your, not, your tweet uh, about that. Expecting. So it was a lot of fun. Um, very unexpected what I got from them com- compared to what I thought that they were. That's um, pretty cool, man. I so, always thought that Ghost got too much because they are, they're a little corny. Let's well, they're showmanship. It's, they're a, showman. it's a showmanship. A lot of it's a show. It's um, but it's I a gimmick. Really like their music. So I've never listened, so I'm excited. Um, and I got to give a quick shout out to Justin because he did recommend a movie and an album to mm-hmm. us. I know you didn't get to watch the movie, but I did. Um, really weird one that I wouldn't expect it. It was called Good Time, starring Robert Pattinson, and it was a really fucking cool action movie, man. Um, he was really good in it. So be, not beating around the bush too long. Um, it was a really really entertaining movie. Not too long. Some good twists and turns in it. Uh, some real scumbag shit happens in it. Um, so Good Time was awesome if you're looking for a good easy watch. And then the album you recommended was Thundercat Drunk. Um, I liked the album. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I liked it. It was a really cool sound. It reminded me in some ways of um, Danger Mouse, um, just the funk kind of sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely something that, like I said, I, I had it on at work, and I, it was easy to have on my headphones at work just listening to it, and I enjoyed it. Do you? So um, thank you, Justin. I, I really like Drunk a lot, too. Um, do you? Are you familiar with... Um, Vaporwave. Yes. Yeah. It had a strong Vaporwave feel to it. Um, I did not expect, because I do know a little bit of Thundercat, and I never heard his own like work. I always heard him on other people's albums. Um, I agree with you. There's The album as a whole is disjointed. Yes, I agree with that. Um, it's not, I don't think it's um, formatted the proper way, the way the songs, but, but I, do, I did enjoy it. I, do, um, I did enjoy it. I did like it a lot. I think he's a ridiculously good musician. Correct. I just think maybe he needs to be reeled in a little bit. I think yeah. sometimes he goes a little off the he rails. He seems like, I'm telling you the one thing though, the production on it was fantastic. Oh, it was, the sound was, it, was a, it was an enjoyable album. So thank you for that for Justin and Josh just gave us Ghost uh, Mel- Meliora, it's called? I think Meteora. So. Tomato. T- that's the, the dead guy. Uh, band. <laughs> All right. So, guy band. so now we got a, a little bit of time to kill. And I have a couple things I want to talk about. First thing is a couple of pictures I'm going to show you guys. And I saw this pop up. It kind of went viral on social media recently. And I'm going to post these, um, the links in the pictures on the Facebook page and in the video. Um, so this is from a Captain America or Iron Man comic book. And 
in it, it is Captain America and Iron Man. And Iron Man says to Captain America, still brooding, eh? Maybe you need all. You, maybe what you need is some solid dick from an Iron Man. And Captain America replies, maybe I do, Shellhead. Maybe I do. So he says solid dick. Now, unfortunately, I looked it up and turns out that's just a Photoshop, which really disappointed me. But it did bring me upon like that. That'd be really funny if they were saying solid dick in a fucking comic book from the 70s or whatever. But I did find one that is real. What's wrong with uh, what's wrong with Iron Man? Uh, He seems Did they change the way Iron Man looks. Well, it's the old comics. It was not as good an illustration. If you look at like there's a one. I forget which comic book it is in Marvel, but the one guy he could draw so well, but the feet always looked like mutated. So you can take a look at that. It looks legit. But I, <coughs> I did find a real one that really made me laugh. And it's from a Batman comic book. And this is it's the Joker looking at a news headline. It says, meanwhile, at the Joker's hideout. So they laugh at my boner, will they? <laughs> I'll show them. I'll show them how many boners the Joker can make. And he's looking at a headline and it says, um, town laughs at Joker's boner. And it says, the emphasis on boners has given me an idea for a new adventure in crime. Gotham City will rule the day. It mentioned the word boner. Dan so, can relate to this comic. <laughs> yeah, I like talking about my boner, boner fights. So, what? Like, I mean, I don't want to ever imagine a time living where... I couldn't use boner in the way I use it now, even though I can't use my own boner very well. So uh, I was disappointed to find out about the Iron Man Captain America one, but I was thrilled to find out that this Joker one, and now I need to own this comic book or just get this blown up in frame because this is a great addition to the Attack Moves Network studio. Um, Now, the one other thing, and I know, Josh, you're very passionate about this, and it's a big event happening this weekend in other parts of the world, and that would be the Royal Wedding. Which is taking place uh, tomorrow the at royal, 6 a.m. The Royal Rumble Wedding. The, roi- the Royal Rumble Wedding. The Kansas City Royal Wedding. Um, <laughs> so, Royal Wedding, I could give a fuck about. Absolutely. Why does anyone care? I don't even know who's getting married at the Royal it Rumble is, Wedding. It um, is Prince Charles to Meghan Markle, who is an American. Um, and some people are upset because she's American uh, and she's biracial. Wrong, and- uh, wrong prince. <clears throat> it's Prince Char- Harry. Yeah, Prince, Prince Harry. Harry. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, dead moms. The whatever. Um, so, but I just. Where's the queen, Phil? The the queen with um where's fucking, she play into this? She's just gonna be there, yeah, I guess. Her old out. bitch. What does she do? Nothing. She, she wears out. stupid Nothing. dresses and they they all have to wear the stupid fucking hats that look like Easter baskets. I fucking can't. That's stand one of my favorite shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not talking about Andy Leibowitz photographing the queen without her hat. It's like, but you know how many people are gonna watch this shit tomorrow? Be up at six a.m. to watch six, it. They they predict sixty. I sixty people, <laughs> <laughs> just total. Not even uh, just watching on the 60. TV. Listen, I, one I said, thing I'll say about it. Is uh, I won't watch it on TV tomorrow, but I will watch the shit out of it when they put it on Netflix in a couple of years on The Crown. Oh, yeah. They, though I guess they'll have to put it on The Crown because that's following her whole life and yeah. her son. Now, one thing I was wondering is... Um, By the way, that show is going to be so pissed when she eventually dies. Oh, my God. What are they going to do? I mean, I guess they could still do they're it. Midway, they're halfway through the season and she died. But, like, I mean, the thing that's crazy is, and we worked at Best Buy with whatever the last royal wedding was, like, two weeks later, they released the album, the DVD, yeah. and motherfuckers buy it. We set up tables for people to buy it, and people go nuts for it. Who? If you're over in England, fine. You like that, and that's your people, that's your royalty, I guess it's whatever. the of the inauguration. But they don't have the same power the president does. They have no power. What power do they have? So who comes out first in the royal rumble wedding? <laughs> who's entrant 30 Sean Michaels Sean I'm now the thing I was wondering is how is he going to do that he the- slams down the queen <laughs> and her hat just gently rolls off <laughs> her hat just tumbles like a tumbleweed tumbles. Um, how is he going to do the mother son dance 
Who's he going to dance with? Maybe the queen. I, I guess. Well, what did his he brother should, do? Did his brother get married? I, I don't know, but I hope the song they don't pick, <laughs> the song he should pick is Queen, Don't Lose Your Head, because <laughs> that'll go well with his mother. But uh, is, Na- is Natalie going to be watching it? Uh, I don't think she really follows that I told stuff. Caitlin I'm going to cancel the internet and cable package if I wake up and it's on. I'm like, I'm not watching this shit. There's this big thing watched by uh, 60 plus people. <laughs> 60 plus and, people. Um, imagine if he just trips. Oh my God. Or, that would make me so happy. What if happy? he got cold feet and didn't show? Like if that happened, I'll fucking be one of those. Six, I'll be sixty-one. I'll be watching it because it's. I just don't understand like the infatuation. Is there an announcer? He goes, oh, good. Good. I don't stuff. know. There's some weird. Good vow. There's some whole weird thing to it, and I'm sure the marriage probably isn't going to last because the tabloids over there are so much weirder than they like. Ours are weird in different ways. Yeah. But they're obsessive there. I mean, they killed Princess Diana yeah. in theory, and they watched her die when they could have saved her, and after they made her limo crash. Um, but they're like, they're completely obsessed. They sent paparazzi over here taking pictures of her fat ass father who can't be there because he needs open heart surgery. Like, they're obsessed That's with selfish these things. selfish of her. Yeah, it was selfish of him to have the open heart surgery. <sighs> so, um, going off the road. Do, I think- do you think the queen had to meet him? <laughs> <laughs> to fly here and have like now, an awkward father's family dinner. Now, I did have um, a news story that popped up that I want to talk about with you guys. Did you hear about this story about at Tim Hortons? It yes. Just happened? Next topic. <coughs> no, did you actually? No, hear I have no idea what you're talking about. It. All right, so come over here. I'm going to show you this video. So, a woman at uh, Tim Hortons was very upset with her service. Oh, I think I, I yeah, I see this. So she didn't like. I don't know what the actual problem was. But she decided that to get even here, and I'll post a link in here if we can actually get it to load, um, that she was going to, <laughs> she shit on the floor. Okay. She dropped her pants. She shit on the floor. And at the same time, she decided that because she had the presence of mind to realize that she was an adult shitting herself, she grabbed napkins. She wiped her ass. Okay. Then she took the napkin she wiped her ass with, and she threw it at the people working. I got the video up here this now. This is Mrs. Sislock. Yeah, this must be Mrs. Sislock. <laughs> this goes with your Paul's Play story. You think she has a lifetime ban from Tim Hortons now? Uh, I hope so. Not. You can see at the counter she's screaming at the woman. She's probably happy, unhappy with some type of service. Apparently, I think the story is that she had some type of um, uh, issue with them previously, and they wouldn't serve her. So look, the... She grabs the napkins. No, no. She, look, you can see the people eating. That's like the counter order. Oh, okay. She's untying her sweater, which is tied around her waist. And she drops her pants and watch her fucking brick right on the floor. Oh she drops God. a fucking healthy log. Wow. And she, she picks it up, <laughs> throws it. Wait, wait. Grabs the napkins, wipes her ass, throws it. My favorite part. She grabs another set of napkins to finish wiping and then throws those. She's and she's like, I gotta her. go. So <laughs> That was a rocket turn. So do you think she was related to Sislak there? That was absolutely. Like, what could possibly bring you... I love to- her. You love her? You yeah. would date her? Oh, my God. Imagine she comes home, tells her husband's like, what's that smell? Well, I was at Tim Hortons. Like, don't say anymore. I know what happened. Their service is terrible. Did you throw your shit? You know what? Courtney's got... Uh, she's, she's got competition because I fell, fell in love with uh, Tim Hortons. <laughs> You're going to go propose to Tim Hortons. You got to go to British Columbia. Um, oh, speaking, while we're talking about food, how exciting was it to find out about the Carl's Jr.? Oh. Uh, just, I, I literally Live found show. out. We were, I was at um, <coughs> a friend's house and we were talking about Carl's Jr. because they were showing ads during UFC and I was like, the closest one is like in the Midwest, I think. And I went to their website to try and pull it up and I type in our zip code. I was expecting to be like, you know, fucking eight hours away. And then I saw New York City and I was like, oh, that's not bad. Then I saw Middletown, New York and literally my eyes like went open. Like I, I couldn't believe what, what I just saw. Middletown for us is about a 40 minute drive, if that. Not, not for you, bad at all. For you, it's about a half hour exactly. coming from Vernon. 
And I listen, I, if you've had Carl's Jr. before and you want to say it's not that good, fuck off. I haven't I've had it. I've never had Carl's Jr., but I've had Hardee's, so fast, it's the same thing. Fast food is very, very important to me, and I feel like I should try almost any type of fast food. And I, I think agree. the gentleman I think in this room I think would it's agree. I think it's your duty. Yeah, I agree. And just like I said, I think it's your civic duty to try any food that combines a food you like and a food you love or whatever. And um, we have to plan that trip to go up to Hardee's Absolutely. and to find out that there was a, a Golden Corral right there. Ralph too. and I All have for, been talking about Golden been Corral. Talking, you and I have Golden, been talking about okay, it forever, too. Okay, Golden yeah. Corral. I'm going to pull the current mech a little bit. I've been there. Predates Arby's. It, it does. What, your love for it? I went to Golden Corral one time when I was down in Florida. It was actually right when I was finishing up um, helping my grandmother move, and my dad was down there to help us, and I was like, I'm going to take you to Golden Corral because I want to go. Spare no expense. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let me tell you. People want to shit on it that have never been. For the money you pay, the amount of food you get, it's better than most buffets. For around 10 bucks? It's, for around 10 bucks. Like, I, w- I was happy. I ate like a motherfucker, and I felt like shit after, but um, food is very important to our lives and our friendship and our personal relationships with really other people. Really go out on a limb on that one. Yeah. It, no, I, no, big, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, fa- I'm talking about fast food specifically. Go across on fast food. Uh, no. It's, it's great food it's, fast. It's, it's fast, it's fast, fast food casual. buffet. Yeah. It's fast casual. Fast casual's fair. Yeah. That's so, like old rock. <laughs> So we have to plan out, and we can do a live recording there. Imagine we bring the whole rig into Hardy, Carl's Jr. It won't be the weirdest thing they saw Carl's Jr. Yeah, no. someone, I mean, uh, Golden like Some woman was throwing shit at us yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and a week before that, someone threw a bucket of mice. She was named after a Simpsons character. Sizzlack. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, speaking of that. Or you, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you got for me? So I got a little surprise. And um, unfortunately, Josh, I mean, you could come back for this. I made a purchase. What did you purchase? A Carl. What's a what? Hakarl. Okay, that doesn't mean anything to me. You bought a word? Oh, I'm sorry. I might be pronouncing it wrong. Hakarl. Okay, what is it? Uh, let me read from the Wikipedia. We're not at the fucking synagogue. You don't need to talk like that. Hakarl, Icelandic for fermented shark, is a national dish of Iceland consisting of a Greenland shark oh, God. or Why other I... sleeper shark, which has been cured with a particular formation process and hung to dry for four to five months. It has a strong aroma-rich smell and fishy taste. I'm really regretting saying I would try any food right now. It's universally considered to be the worst food in the world. And you bought this? $27 with a $38 shipping fee. <laughs> and you're going to eat it? Remember how you said We're going to eat it, I guess. Oh. Remember how you said that uh, it'll be a first to throw up in the Attacks Move studio? <sighs> I have watched videos of people eating this, and I have yet to find a single person keep it down. So we're going to eat it? When is it coming in? Uh, between six and eight years. I don't know. Wait, no. Do you, I, I need to check the you email. You paid 60 bucks for it and you don't know when you're getting it? It's coming from Iceland, dude. No, who knows uh, how far okay, Iceland is? I don't understand. Worse. If it's considered the worst food in the world, why are, are people just buying it to try how bad it is? Obviously. They love it in Iceland. They don't like it. I hear Iceland is actually green. And I hear Greenland is actually icy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I just blow your mind? No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's supposed to be a terrible food and I guess we're going to have to video I mean, this. Anthony Bourdain Ugh. described... Hakarl as a single worst, most hot disgusting. Carl. It's a hot Carl. Hot Carl. <laughs> <laughs> the most disgusting and terrible tasting thing he has ever eaten. Gordon Ramsay couldn't keep it down and spat it out. Although James May, whoever that is, kept it down. Oh, dude. Fuck, I, I can't believe I, I literally had to say previously in this episode, I will try almost any food. And I, I do stand by that. But fuck, I'm regretting it now. Ansley Harriot, whoever that is, described it as it's like chewing a urine-infested mattress. Mm. 
which he means he has experience in that field. Who hasn't? Oh, oh my fuck! So we're going to be trying that in the next few weeks, I guess. Weeks to months. <laughs> it, could it really take months? To get I, uh, it? They they said they can't guarantee when. Um, I mean, it's cured. It'll get here and it'll be fine. I mean, oh, dude, I'm literally like cringing thinking about trying this now. And I guess shark. I guess it's not like we can't even just chew it. We have to swallow it, right? At least one bite. And then see how it goes. We oh. commit. And I love seafood, but this is... Um, I've never eaten a shark. I've eaten a lot I've, of I've animals. eaten shark before. And shark itself is not bad. But this... Piss shark? I've never eaten piss shark. Josh, Josh, you want to come back? You want to come back and try I'll it? come back and I'll video you, you guys can, no, trying it. No. Uh, you can video it. or I, I will not try it myself. I think if you, whoever the guest is... Um, so you may be declined on this one. Whoever the guest is has to get in on this. I think is um agreement. Oh, but we don't tell him what it is. Oh man, and then we can get him to take out his fucking chewed up dick. <laughs> um, all right, so before we wrap up, there's one thing that Josh just showed me he had, and Ralph, I think I, you need a video document yeah. this one. Josh, why don't you just explain what you bought for your gun before you take it out, um, and exactly what it is, and I'm gonna subject myself to this because I'm a jackass. All right, is I'm it, going off. All right, so, so. so go ahead, Re Josh, take all your right, explanation. So, uh, recently, I made a, a new purchase to uh, to add on to uh, to my handgun. Um, so, uh, I bought a, uh, a tactical light attachment. Okay. Uh, so basically it's something that, uh, you know, if you were, uh, ever in the need to defend your home, defend your family, you anything cut the like lights that. out and you could see, but they can't. Well, I mean, it's a light. So, yeah. you know, when you shine the light, anybody can see it, but, uh, it's a very bright light. Uh, so you could do a couple of things with it. Obviously you can, you can light your way, you know, you can mm -hmm. see what you mm -hmm. need to see if it's in the dark, Okay. but also if there's a threat. You could, uh, you could shine the light in the threat's face and blind them. Now, it, me not thinking about it, uh, when I showed this to my wife, I said, hey, Natalie, look at this uh, flashlight attachment I got. It would just be like a normal flashlight. And I wasn't thinking about it. She looked directly at the flashlight, and I flicked the on switch. Uh, she was not happy. Is it like a laser pointer? Like when No, it's, it's not not quite uh, that bad. It's just a very, very uh, bright, almost like a spotlight. And for as small... As the attachment is, and you know, I'm showing Ralph on the video so you can see, it's a very small light. Okay. So basically what I did was I showed her the flashlight and I said, oh, look at the new flashlight I got from my Oh, phone. shit, dude. That is fucking bright. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. You have responsibility to do it again. I'm seeing, yeah, do it again. I'm seeing, like, I'm seeing the fucking thing right now. So let me do this again. Oh, dude. No, that's not good. I'm yeah. seeing two of them now. Like, <laughs> ow, yeah. That would, I mean, probably turn off the the light. I mean, there's gonna be another light on, but now nah, I guess don't do it. Fuck it. All right. But I'll that's piss shark, but he'll get a <laughs> yeah. I'll blind myself as if my vision is already terrible. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's a really good thing to have if you want to blind your victim. So I'm actually I'm yeah. Do I do it one more time. I'm seeing stars for the show. I'm seeing stars right now. So dude, that's so bad. Your face Oh my god, and um, I have three little dots. In my line of vision right now, dude, and I, oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm looking at your mouth right now, and, dude, it's so bad. Ralph, do you want to do it? Like, there's a blue dot on my fucking hand right now. I will do it if you promise to uh, do the piss shark challenge. I'll do the piss shark okay. challenge. I'm in. Let's go. So go ahead. You get it now. <laughs> oh, you look. Oh my god, you just took it. Oh my god, I guess my vision is terrible. Or oh, no, 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 <laughs> oh, I just saw through time. <laughs> He, oh. he, he brought him into a wormhole. Oh, dude, are you seeing the spots now? No, I can see my eyeball. <laughs> Literally, when I close my eyes, I see my eyeball. How does that work, dude? I can't get this blue dot off my. Like, put your hand up and just look. You'll see the blue dot. 
<laughs> Dude, that wasn't a great idea. So thank you, Josh, for bringing that. No problem. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say before we left off? Well, wait, Josh? should I'm... we do the same thing we did with Grow How? The uh, last word? Everybody gets their last word? Oh, hot take? Hot take. Hot take? Wasn't Okay, yeah, hot take. What's your hot take this week, Ralph? I don't have a hot take yet. I didn't think of it. Josh, you have a hot take yet? Uh, On anything. It could be sports, movies, absolutely. music. So today, um, some big news in the New York sports market. Uh, there is a uh, a new number one Twitter. Oh, number oh. one Twitter. Okay, <laughs> in New York sports, okay. I actually took a note on that. Um, so your big note, your hot take is Mike Francesa's Twitter account. Now it's not so much that Mike has a Twitter account; it's the fact that Mike went to the Twitter <laughs> offices as if he was signing a contract <laughs> with a new sponsor and activated his Twitter account from the Twitter headquarters, had Twitter set it up for him and pre-verify it. I, and just so you know, I did take down exactly what the original tweet was, and this is his first tweet, referencing um, what callers always say, long time coming, first time tweeting, don't waste my time with dumb stuff. <laughs> his first tweet. Like, does he know? And then you go look at the mentions, and everyone's like, Mike, can, you slap, can I slap your butt cheeks? That's <laughs> what people are saying to him. So how excited are you about number one? Being oh, on Twitter, I'm, I'm excited it's for the him thing ever. being on Twitter. Never do it. I'm excited for him being. He also back said he'd on never the be on the fan. The app, no, no more fan, no more fan, <laughs> no more fan. Uh, dude, I was thrilled. So actually, I have a hot take in the same vein of sports, and this is related to what we talked with uh, Randy Fastball about, and that was um, Robinson Cano's suspension. And I have a major issue with one Mark Teixeira's comments on it. Now he wants to say, I'm not surprised. But he had no issue with it when he was his teammate all those years, when he helped him win a World Series. Now he's playing like, I'm not surprised, and I'm frankly, I'm disappointed. Shut the fuck up. You played with A-Rod that long, you knew. You played with Pettit, a guy that was on steroids. And Cano... HGH, he was only on HGH. Okay, same difference, and he fucking, he, he did it. And that's the main reason he's different. not... He, they're not fundamentally different. Christian. They're both men. I don't give a shit what he is. I don't give a shit. I have a major issue with Mark Teixeira suddenly acting like he's on his moral high ground, uh, that he's not surprised. Why didn't you call him out when he was your teammate then? Was it don't ask, don't tell? Like, what was it? I, I don't like that. Because why? You're in the media now and you have to fucking play the game? Like, I can't believe he would do that. No, just say, I'm disappointed that my former teammate. Anything you have to say about when he was your teammate, you shut the fuck up. You don't call, throw your former teammate. What about next year when they do the 10-year anniversary of the 09 team? And Cano will be there for that. How's that going to go? Yeah. What do you uh, think, Ralph? Because you seem like very apprehensive about my comments on it. But I think, and I like to share it. I, I think, think he's very good on ESPN. I think the problem, Dan, is that you don't know how it feels to have a champion. And That's not the point, <laughs> you jerk off motherfucker. A champion has earned the right to what? Whatever to share it to did. be. To call out his fucking former teammate? Yeah, absolutely. Cano but, had the right to use the steroids to show No, he had. didn't. He didn't have the right. And that's why he suspended 80 games now. And there was actually And some, that's that's the attitude guys, of a Met fan. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, you know I'm pro-steroids, first of all. I'm pro-steroids and everything. I think they should be legalized. Why don't you take them? You look like shit. I'm not the one trying to run a marathon tomorrow looking like even more shit. First of all, it's Sunday. I have time to train. Sunday. No, you don't have the day to train. <laughs> Wear yourself out tomorrow. <laughs> I ran... <laughs> Quick aside, I ran nine miles on a whim and literally was in the bed for 36 hours afterwards. Yeah, exactly. You've been better off eating that fucking shark. Um, 
now was that do you guys think that it, this is um a first time for Cano that he's been using oh he's been using yeah I, uh, I think he's I would been, be shocked the thing that um, I heard that was brought up was um because he's very good friends with Melky Cabrera and Melky's obviously had that big suspension where he made the fake website and everything and someone pulled up the numbers in the at-bats preceding Melky getting busted and he was on a hot streak right before Melky got busted and then his next 56 at-bats after that he was something like 10 for 56 with two home runs and two RBIs so makes you wonder a little bit and he's also been one of baseball in the era where there's no Cal Ripkins anymore he's been one of baseball's true Ironmen so now I wonder if he's going to come back and there's going to suddenly be all the like the injury he just got he got hit by a pitch that's not like a hamstring or a back here's the thing though getting caught with steroids and this isn't Direct. diuretic technically steroids yeah it was steroids all right yeah. it's like how pettit well, they, used what they said what they do with the diuretic is that they test the sample to see if mm-hmm. it was used on the way it's supposed to be or if it was used to mask and they determined that it was used to mask. some guy called in he's like he said that he used it for anxiety have you seen kano play <laughs> yeah. he never was nervous <laughs> once in his life yeah that's true that's true so um what is your hot take then ralph i'm gonna show you a picture and i just want your reaction yeah, the fucking DeGrom and Syndergaard DeGrom to the Yankees. and Syndergaard it's look ne- nice okay, first and off, Do you want to know who brought that up? Do you want to know who started that whole rumor? I don't actually wear a Chris ring. Carlin. So congratulations that you're picking your favorite guy. Talk like this. That's it. Listen, um, being objective here, on paper, it would make so much sense for the Yankees, but there is a large segment of Yankees fans saying they're not better than the guys we have now. So Okay. Come on, that's a little absurd to say that Degrom and who has like the fourth lowest ERA since he came in the league isn't better than what you have right now. Besides Severino, okay, couple couple things on this. Degrom absolutely would be a perfect fit. Perfect fit. He'd be the second best pitcher. He's got the moxie to pitch in New I th- York. I think Severino at this point is oh, better. I agree. I although agree. he doesn't have the tracker, but that's not the argument. Yeah, of course, he, he'd be an obvious upgrade. Of course, he'd be a great to any pitching staff save for the Astros. I'd yeah. say, and maybe even oh the Astros. Oh my god, their staff is stupid. That being said. The trade has a zero percent. It would chance never happen. Happening. First of all, I do think that the Mets get a little crazy about we don't do trades with the Yankees. Like, why didn't they? But trade? the Yankees don't want to do trades with them either. They, they, they tried for what Neil Walker last year. Yeah, the, uh, Jay Bruce and too. the ownership shut it down. Yeah, I yeah. mean yeah. those trades. I think there's there's I'm no reason why those right trades now. shouldn't have gone through. Of course, I agree. You don't trade the lone bright spot that your franchise has had to the especially Yankees. when they're guys that you can build around. If you want to trade other pieces, I I think that the guys that are untouchable, as far as I'm concerned, are Degrom, Syndergaard, and Conforto. Those are the guys I would not want to trade. Everyone else, take them, take what you want. And I I mean, what are the Yankees gonna would be willing to give up? I don't even want to like talk about this they in depth because to, it's not going to happen. They would have to give up so much. They would have to pay. A They'd have to give up. They would have to give up Torres or Andujar. They would have to. I don't think. They, I don't think they have to give up Torres, but they would have to give up Sheffield. No, they would have to give up one of their top posi- young positions. Wait, I'm, I'm going. There's through. no way. I'm not going to say Sheffield and Degrom straight up. It would be Sheffield, Frazier. Andujar, and um, the uh, German, Florio, um, the, uh, the, 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 the kid that threw no hitter, almost a no hitter in his first start. Oh, um, um, Domingo, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine, uh, yeah, they, he, he would Jermaine, Jermaine. I, I, I saw Jermaine pitch. He's not. Yeah, good. he's not. Uh, he had a. He's going to be a good bullpen. He would guy. just. Be He'll a, be a good setup. He would be guy. a warm body. Um, I actually, and they probably would need to throw in either Adams or Florio. Yeah, so it would or be, Bird. Yeah, because his you get rid of him while his value is low. Honestly, you could give up. Um, you sell him on potential. Tyler Austin. Like, I yeah, mean, I mean, it, I don't think Yankee fans that want to talk about it, like, it's the same thing as when they're calling up, can we get Kershaw? Can we get Bumgarner? The guy Do you know what you'd have to give up to get two of the guys who are considered two of the best young pitchers in the league? Like, what you'd have to, like, what would you want if you wanted to give up Luis Severino? 
give me Mike Trout, right? Isn't that what you'd ask for? Well, you wouldn't, okay, you wouldn't do Severino for Trout straight up. You would do prospects for Severino. Yeah, but you would start at the highest possible player, correct? Oh, you would If you're giving up your ace? For Severino, you would need to get two top 10 prospects in baseball. Easily, easily. And I think in in this case, when you're giving up major league talent that can win now, you want at least one player that can play in a major league roster right now. Now, also you have to factor in, you know, how long is the contract? Like, okay, I wouldn't trade those guys for an expiring contract. No, of course not. But you got, uh, DeGrom has two and a half, two years left. Oh, yeah, no. And uh, Syndergaard's still on arbitration. The trade's not going to happen. No, it would never happen. Like, I would, I would make the trade for, I would give it that much for Bumgarner. He's the only person I would give up. even with all the injuries, the injuries were flukes. I'd give up. I'd give it up for Kershaw before Bumgarner at this point. I don't because you have the. Con- I mean, he could opt out though. That's the problem. I'm telling you right now. <coughs> now, granted, this is a gr- generalization. I know it's a. L- Kershaw just does not look like. And it could be the postseason. It well, could the be team the, is terrible right he's now. He's an LA guy. He just does not seem like a guy that'd be good. And I- Bumgarner looks like you could put him in. Eight, you could wake him up from that and be like, "We need you to um, pitch us into the ninth, and he would do it. Uh, One, I two, three. Tend to agree. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. We actually went right now um so josh i want to thank you for being with us here um, again me. uh long shot pistol and rifle find them on facebook at longshotpistolandrifle.com or google them um it's a caucus it. um ralph good luck with your marathon on sunday half um half marathon we'll be going to paul's place and carl's jr soon Absolutely. um for you watch i listen Can we all three um, corral paul's place and uh, one day Ooh, i like it all right guys thanks for listening like listen subscribe share go yankees later